Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. I'm, I'm really delighted to meet all of you and I, I look forward to the conversation afterwards. So uh, please have your questions ready. I'm literally happy to talk about anything. Um, so, um, um, yeah, so I thought I would just sort of give you maybe a little bit about my sort of background and how I sort of ended up in, in this job and what I've um, done with that um, since. Um, I started off my sort of journalism career at you know, the news journalism career, anyway, at uh, APTN, uh, so the television arm of, of Associated Press. So I was on the sort of wire side of things for a while um, at, in a sort of a B2B, which was actually not a bad place to start, in a way, because it sort of gave you an understanding of the, the gathering of it and, and pushing it into the broadcasters. And then my first job in uh, broadcasting or at the output side was with the BBC. I was um, hired on a three-month trial that turned into a 15-year career at the organization. Um, and I, I got a, a lot of opportunity there uh, that I'm, I'm really grateful for. And, and, you know, amazing privilege to cut your teeth in journalism um, at a, an organization like BBC. And obviously from there, I, I moved to um, CNN. But I, th I sort of, um, I was thinking about the beginning of this year, you know, 2020, kind of, you know, new decade, new year and everything. And I was sort of looking back on my sort of career since I moved to um, to London um, or to Britain, um, and I realized that I'm actually at my sort of halfway point now where I've spent half of my career in television, half of my career in digital. And uh, I remember when I moved over in 2009 into digital at, at the BBC, my editor at the time told me that I was making an absolutely terrible mistake, that TV was the future of everything, and that I was basically killing my career. Um, and I thought that's an interesting advice to give to somebody who was sort of um, keen to try new things and, and, and um, you know, I, I genuinely saw the internet as something that wasn't going away and something that would have a future and, and so I was willing to actually take a demotion, which I had to do to go and, and work in digital. Um, so not only did I move to an, an area that was really not as highly valued within an organization, but I also took a step down in my career to, to be part of that. I sort of saw it as, a, I, at the time, I felt like television hadn't changed much. You know, the way the television was output and created hadn't changed much, whereas there, I, um, digital, I had this opportunity to do audio, text, video, you know, visuals, you know, graphics and everything, which, which I thought was creatively was very exciting for me. Um, I also saw it as an opportunity which was interesting to me because we're talking about digital transformation. When I joined digital then, it was also incredibly slow. You know, so breaking news happened and my sort of, you know, DNA from, from television was like, come on, what's happening and where's our story and what's going on? And they were like, we're okay, we're just going to see what happens and stuff. And I'm like, what? You know, I just thought it was crazy how slow the, the, the sort of digital operations in a broadcasting environment was at the time. It was like, so I was like, no, 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 we have to get the story up quick and we have to get out there. And remember in 2009 is when Twitter started, they started in 2007, so it was only sort of starting to take off. So this urgency around the web just didn't exist at that time. And so I sort of feel like in a way, you know, my, my first sort of transformation thing was to turn digital a little bit, give it a little bit more urgency, more visualization, more kind of images. And I sort of often look back at the sort of irony of, of that, that that's what I brought from television to now when we think of digital and things happen in, you know, a matter of seconds, you know. So, but I think that's sort of when my kind of, um, a sort of world of, of transformation and, and, and change started within an, in an organization. Um, so I left the BBC uh, four years ago and joined CNN. And I had, had done a lot of 
uh, things at, at the BBC when I left. I'd worked in, as I said, television. I then worked in uh, digital. I then worked in management for a while. Um, I then, the, one of the last things I did um, was work on a project called the, the Future of News. I um, don't know if anyone's heard of that. That's a project we did in 2014, which was led by the director at the time um, called James Harding. Um, we did a lot of research about exactly that. What would the future of news look like? And we created it like a journalism project. So it actually, you can find it all on the website. And it formed the basis for uh, renewing the charter for the BBC. And I think that during the process of that, we spoke to an awful lot of people. We spent some time um, at uh, a, you know, a, a very highly regarded university where we sat down and, and really thought about what it was and wrote a big um, report on it. Um, and it just really made me think, you know, this is actually where we should be going and the, the industry isn't moving fast enough to that, that place. So where can I create an opportunity for me where, uh, where I can, you know, really live what I, I believe is the future. And this amazing opportunity came up at CNN for me just like a few months later, where CNN was uh, investing in digital like they'd never invested before, and it get, especially in international journalism. So they hired me to sort of, you know, be part of the leadership of that project. And it basically allowed me to create almost like a new team and a new sort of, you know, with a startup kind of culture within a legacy organization. And for me, that was, you know, an opportunity I couldn't pass, not even for a, 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 an organization like the BBC. And, you know, like with everything, there, there are pros and cons. But the pros for me were like, well, it's an established organization with a very strong brand behind it and therefore a lot of resources and a massive scale. So we, uh, the journalism we were going to do already had that. I didn't have to build audiences in the same way as you do with a startup, so I already had that. But what I needed to build, which were the sort of cons, was that it was a legacy, and I needed the, the skill set didn't exist in the organization. So I kind of, you know, um, when Mira asked me to talk about this, I sort of started thinking, well, how can I, I mean, I could give you a list of things that I've done. Or then I thought, actually, why don't I try to turn this around? It's sort of like my journey as a, the leader of this as well. And what the, what the sort of attributes I thought I needed to kind of make it happen. Um, so I sort of wrote down a few things. So first of all, I think I started thinking about what is it that I, I don't have? What is it that I need? You know, if we look at skill sets. And I started really thinking about if I'm building a team from scratch, what are the strengths that I bring and where are my weaknesses? And assessing the skill set of the organization was like, well, if these are my weaknesses, do they already exist in the organization? If they don't, where am I going to find them? Um, I always do this by creating this sort of triangle. I don't know how other people do it, but I create the triangle of like, here's where I'm strong, here's where I need things, and how would it come in the middle? And the middle is the, is the place where you want to be. Um, so, you know, in, in the interest of uh, candor and transparency, I knew that my weakness was social media. It was something I hadn't really engaged with. It wasn't something that I... I mean, coming from the BBC, I had all the old-fashioned journalism that you would want. I had all the urgency from television. Um, I had a lot of breaking news experience, a lot of field experience. But what I didn't have was that sort of native digital, you know, off-the-internet kind of experience. So I hired um, my, um, my deputy, and who is now our director for, for EMEA, who had that in buckets, you know. Um, and then I started thinking, I need somebody who can, you know, run breaking news because that's what CNN's DNA is about but from a digital perspective um, so that's where our next hire came in came in from the Guardian um, and the, the, the three of us were sort of the first leaders of it um, and they and we all complemented each other so we didn't have the same skill set 
we definitely didn't come from the same background. And that created sort of like a, a, a set of um, skills that we needed to drive the digital organization. What it also did was bring skills into CNN as a whole that didn't exist there before. We'd either done sort of like a social media team that just focused on that, but we'd never thought about the internet as its ecosystem in a way. So that was sort of like, you know, so for me, that came down to how well can I judge my, my own sort of strengths and my, where I kind of need help and, and, and making those sort of judgments. Um, and then the second thing for me was to get very strategic about what I wanted to do, you know. And for me, that was mainly around content. And us journalists aren't necessarily that strategic when we're starting to think because we just we go after stories and then we granularly think about them where we can get sort of by phone. So again, I had to sort of really think about where would I like to see this team in sort of four years' time and what is it that I need to do that? So, I mean, the first thing I started thinking was that I have, uh, I'm, because I work out of the London office at the time and still do, although I have a much more global remit now, um, the, every television station that is global, where there aren't that many of them, none of them are rated. You know, so there is no contact with the audience. They don't have that direct contact with them. So I was sort of in a world uh, where nobody was thinking about the audience first and thinking about that sort of direct relationship that digital has with them. So you sit in an organization where you think, well, literally what I do is reach these humans and, and, and count them and, and understand what they need and, and how, what I can bring to them. And the organization just looked at me like I was crazy, you know. Um, not the digital part of it, but, but the part that I was in, which was the international, which was dominated by television. So I sort of started kind of really introducing that concept into it, sort of saying we need to let the, you know, let the data guide us, not dictators. There's a huge difference between those two things. But starting to kind of introduce the concept of like the end user of your product, who is that and what are we creating? And if we're creating something that we don't know who the end user is, then there's no point doing that. For television, it's sort of like it, it was very different. They never had that connection. So it was just like they would put things out never knowing if it was something that was resonating with the audience, if the audience was happy. Now, obviously, if you're in a domestic situation, that's different. So you get the, the ratings all the time. But in an international, there is no such thing. So it, it's a very different um, thing. And then the second thing was, you know, how do you stand out? I mean, the Internet is an incredibly crowded space, as I know you all know. And then it's like, how do you do that? And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, people kept telling me, oh, we'll just put this on the Internet. We'll just put this on digital. We'll put this on that. And I'm like, even if the space is infinite, you know, is, is infinite, the resources aren't, you know, and I know that everyone who works in media knows that. So we can say, well, sure, I could put every story you want on the internet, but A, the space on the homepage is limited, which is where, you know, a lot of the um, traffic for us certainly has come from, and B, the ability of staff to just pump out content without any thought process behind it, just because we think something should go on the internet without sort of a, a thought about who is the recipient of it, that doesn't work either. So I sort of started to sort of introduce the, the, the internet also and our website as a, as, a, as a targeted space to kind of put with the quality journalism that we define as the quality journalism in front of audiences and then take the judgment that the audience would give us on a daily basis or if you have chartbeat on every two seconds, you know. So, um, so I think that that was another thing is that I sort of felt like I needed that um, sort of uh, strategic thinking which was sort of a, a departure for me from having just sort of done journalism. Now, the third thing I sort of was when I, I went, uh, when I, Mira sent me on this journey that I thought about was, the other thing I needed to was to get 
very, um, you know, it's this sort of creating allies and finding and identifying them and what skills that I would need for that. The sort of powers of persuasion, for, for lack of a, a better word. Um, and I don't think I realized until I got into this particular job just how incredibly important that is to really figure out who are your allies on the journey that you want to do. So in my situation, it was like I wanted to take an organization that was had an unrated television station that was their primary um, kind of source of outlet and turn them into um, a data-guided, digital sort of, you know, if not first, then at least, you know, coexisting very happily with television. And they, you know, and they weren't quite sure how to do that or, or, or what the, what the skill set was that was needed for that. So I thought, you know, instead of, you know, I think that the, the hardest lesson I sort of learned around that was like, you have to know who are the people that you think you can work on and are willing to help and you just need to provide them with a few tools and, and they become your allies. And who are the ones that are just never going to get there? And then think about where do you want to spend your time? Your time is, is incredibly valuable. So do you want to try to persuade the ones that you just think, I'm not sure you're ever going to get there, but because I need everybody, I'm just going to keep on going and, and going over here. And is that a good, you know, sort of um, measure of your time? So I sort of think actually, you know, if you get your 10%, you have to hope that the 90% follow. And that is so true. So really identifying who are your allies, who are the people who are really willing, might not have all the, the kind of um, skills that they need, but you know, so I started to identify those people and really work with them, bring them on board, make them part of digital, bring them into the, that sort of the ecosystem that we have. And, and, and that has paid off um, in spades. I still have a lot of people who are, you know, there are a lot of people in the organization who are not necessarily kind of hindrance, but just, you know, are, are set in their ways and, and are doing very valuable work, but just not the work that we need to do to transform. And we should, it's, it's sort of the acceptance and, and embracing of that kind of, um, you know, uh, that, that sort of aspect of it. And I think, again, you know, because, you know, I think that's another sort of journalism thing. It's like, this is really important and you need to understand it. And then it's like, well, that's very different from a journalism perspective or as a management perspective, especially in change management, I think. Um, but it was a very tough decision and I often learned it the hard way about how to kind of, um, how to get people along or just leave them behind. Um, but I think it's an, an, an important uh, aspect of it. Um, so I think the other thing that I sort of thought about is that I, I had to adopt a lot of agility in my sort of leadership style and when it came to the team. Not only is the industry changing all the time, so you start off with a, a, a strategy in January and you have to change it come March, you know. You're lucky if you make it into two quarters without having to do some kind of changes to what you're doing. So this sort of um, having the mindset of like, I kind of know where my North Star is. I kind of know where they, where I'm headed, but I'm really willing to change the route to get there. It's okay, you know. I mean, if I have to stop off in a few places on the way, maybe I'll learn something, take something from that, and it will be better when I finally get to my destination. And, you know, as somebody, you know, who me, who is just like, well, it's clear that I'm here and I clearly need to go there, and that's just the, the quickest way is, the, is straightforward. Um, that was something that, that, you know, dealing with sort of uh, change management like that uh, taught me was that it's okay to stop off in a few places and you have to have that sense of, you know, agility and the sort of embracing of change, A, within the industry, B, within organizations. Um, and I mean, the, the organizational change, for example, at CNN over the last two years that uh, have been, basically we've been bought by a telecoms company. Um, they took everything that was underneath it that was sort of piecemeal put it all together into one organization. 
So it's been an incredible amount of change within the organization. All the while, the business model of news and everything is changing, and, and you know, which impacts us from the externally. So if you're kind of very rigid about where you want to go or what you want to do, change management is never going to be what the, the area for you to go into. Um, and a part of that sort of agile uh, sort of thinking about agility, and I think that CNN Digital has really embraced that in a way, is that we have spent a lot of time recently think, talking about and thinking about the culture of the place. Um, you know, what kind of organization do we want to be? How do we want to kind of present ourselves to the organization as a whole within CNN Digital and, and therefore to our audiences? Um, and we're doing a lot of work on that right now. Um, which is sort of, you know, in conjunction with everything that Warner Media, our parent company, is doing, and really thinking about um, anything from, you know, how we sort of turn up and, and expect people to work with us, to diversity, to, you know, addressing problems in a different way. You know, all of those things is something that I, I think is, is, you know, such a, such a big part of, of what is happening in news organizations right now. It's not enough for us just to look at, like, a you know, raw number business model. If, if culture isn't part of your business model, you're probably going to be in trouble because everything else comes into that. Whatever, you know, audience strategy you have, whatever, you know, um, uh, sort of identity strategy you have or anything, if, if you can't attract the talent that is going to give you that agility and that culture, I think you'll be in trouble. Um, and the other, so therefore, again, in a departure from um, where we have been before, we've also put a lot of emphasis on tech recently um, at CNN, sort of like building a, a culture and a, and a place where we can attract the best talent in, in the technology field. Um, because to me, journalism and tech sit side by side. You know, you create the content, but then you also need to have a good place to sort of put it out. And I sort of put all of that under this sort of flexibility bucket because, you know, to change, a, to I say to a journalism organization where we're going to focus on tech, you need the journalist to understand the, the rationale and reason behind that. And I, and I think, you know, and in order to do that, you needed to have a culture that was inclusive and, and understanding of that. And I think that that is very much what we're focusing on building um, at CNN, uh, which is which is really great. Now, the, the sort of fifth point that I, I put down was patience. Um, I, I'm not a very patient person. It is not my strong point. Um, and again, you know, as I said, I came from TV and the first thing I did with digital was like try to rush them along and kind of move and slide. You're, you're too slow. You're too slow. Um, and that works brilliantly on breaking news. I thoroughly recommend it. It's great, you know, and change management, not so much. Um, so I had to really kind of sort of learn how to um, not apply my breaking news journalistic instincts onto uh, a big organization. And it's really interesting for somebody who lacks patience that I chose to spend most of my career in legacy organizations trying to change them. Um, that might say something. Um, but... Um, but I, I, I have definitely learned a lot of patience in the last four years um, as I've sort of uh, moved along this uh, on this journey and, and built my team. Um, and I think that, you know, with patience also comes often better decision making. Um, I don't know if any of you have read um, the work done, by, for example, by Lucy Kuhn, where she talks about her shiny new things. If you give yourself a bit of space and you have a bit of patience before you start on any of, any of those strategies, you might not jump on everything because you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be okay with sitting this out and I'm going to give it a little bit more time. And instead of putting all my resources into doing, you know, um, whatever the next new thing is, you know, name your new platform, uh, I'm going to actually put my resources into making myself stronger in, the, in whatever field is important at the time. Um, and I think that, 
you know, giving having those sort of patience and, and the, the um, ability to do that, I think is starting to be more and more important. You know, we, we hear about slow news and all that. And I think the same thing applies when you're looking at your strategy and your resources and making those judgments. Um, and then the... Um, and then the other thing is, is having a patience with those people that I talked about before, the ones that are, are willing but might not have the skill sets needed and building up those skills. So at, at CNN, we've done a lot of work on the digital side to um, have uh, courses or seminars for, for people from other areas. Uh, we've brought them into the kind of world that we are. We've done SWAT programs. Um, and, you know, and we have explained many, many times over the difference between a page view and a unique user. That we've, you know, we're, and we've explained many, many times the difference between the website and social media, you know. And, you know, and sometimes I'm like, really? I've, you, I've explained this before. But then it's like, you know, I'm, if, if, you, if you start getting irritated, then you've kind of lost them a little bit. <laughs> so I think that, you know, having that sort of developing that patience is, is really important. And again, you know, something that I as a sort of leader kind of have been, have been learning along the journey, often the hard way. Um, and then the sort of last thing I sort of put down as a sort of like something that I, I've learned on this journey is, is to seize every opportunity, you know. And these opportunities can be anything as small as a job coming up. If somebody leaves the organization, there's a headcount there, and, and you know, I don't know what it's like in all of your organizations, but headcounts are very valuable in my organization. Um, and you know, do you do like for like, or do you really reevaluate what is it that I need here? And then I'm not just talking about skill set and like what I talked about before about, you know, do I need somebody who knows about social media or is off the internet? But also, how many people from diverse backgrounds do I have in my team? How many, how many bridging roles do I have? Do I still need them? You know, how many journalism roles do I need? Should I give one of these up in order to get a better, you know, content management system? You know, it's really using every opportunity and not get too territorial about how you kind of treat them. Um, so it can be as small as, you know, a job coming up, or it can be as big as what we're doing now, which is moving offices. Um, and then you sort of think, well, what do I want the new newsroom to look like? It's an amazing opportunity to think about where are the kind of synergies in the office? If I change around who sits where, with whom, will the learning get quicker? Will the information flow better? You know, those things are, are incredibly important. And, you know, and you should look at any kind of little changes as an opportunity to do that. It has, um, I mean, I can count a few examples of where we hired really differently into a role within different parts of the organization, not just within digital, but within news gathering or within programming, uh, you know. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm really proud of, for example, is that one of the programs that has just uh, gone out, which is kicked off here in the UK on the CNNI channel uh, called The Brief with Bianca Nobilo, she, uh, she said, I want to put this out on, on digital, so I want to hire for my team so she gets headcount, but I want them to report into sort of digital structure and be hired by the digital structure because that's a skill set I don't have. And I just thought that's a really smart way of thinking about it. So you're thinking about the bigger picture rather than just a territorial sort of, um, you know, limiting yourself. So I think that, um, you know, thinking about where those opportunities come up because, you know, one person that thinks differently amongst a lot can actually make a huge difference. And um, so we've tried to take those every time because, Big legacy organization like CNN wasn't going to shift overnight. So those are the kind of, you know, were the main things that I saw is the kind of 
things that I've learned and that I've needed to do as, as part of moving it forward. And, and so taking it back then to the sort of product itself. So I started with uh, about four people sitting in a very dark corner of the newsroom. We are now about 50 globally um, in four years where we've grown uh, and we, we occupied a much larger space within the um, CNN international ecosystem. We have a much louder voice at the, at the table and, and the, the journalism that we do is, is vastly different from what it used to be when we took you know, stuff that was done on television and somehow magically transformed it into something that was on digital. We now have a lot of content that originates on, on digital and cascades into TV or just stays on digital. You know, there's the comfort level of, a, of not thinking that everything has to be kind of multi-platform because there's, you know, we, we're becoming, uh, I won't say we are, but we're becoming a lot more comfortable with understanding that these platforms uh, require different things, need different sources and, and um, and we come together whenever we can, and when we do, it's amazing. And 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 CNN's reach is, is incredible. But you know, we're also getting more comfortable with understanding that the platform, each platform, has to have its own unique kind of um, approach and thinking. Um, so we've so the team has definitely grown. Um, the understanding of digital is growing. Uh, we are working much more closely with other departments like um, news gathering and programming, and in, in, in having that sort of understanding. And then, you know, I guess you've, a lot of people in the broadcasting industry are now asking, well, is the tipping point coming in broadcasting? The tipping point's already arrived, obviously, for the papers where, you know, a lot of the um, revenue and, and everything is driven by the digital side of it. Um, and it's like, is, has that time come from broadcasters? I, I, I genuinely can't answer that because, you know, TV is still an incredibly strong medium. Um, it is very profitable, especially in the U.S. still. Um, and you know, and it's a when when big things happen, people turn to television. There is no doubt about it. You know, we no matter where we work in the in the in the um, news industry, we will turn to television. We'll find out most of the time from some digital platform, and then we we go to telly to kind of check what's going on. And then I think we go back to digital to read the kind of um, the analysis and and see what our friends think on. Twitter or Facebook or TikTok or wherever it is. Um, so I think that um, the demise of television has been predicted many times over uh, over the last years, and it hasn't happened. I still don't necessarily see signs that it has or that it ever will. I just think that the way people consume television will change, and that's the world that we have to get ready for, is that it won't be a linear TV through your very expensive cable subscription. It will be some kind of... Um, live digital distribution and and i think that that's where you know broadcasters have an immense um, opportunity to kind of be part of that world and, and and think about where we can take it next and i and i think that that will probably sort of speed up um that the sort of work around that and what that looks like um for example we are starting to stream now cnn international through our app just in the uk because we don't have cable deals in the uk so we're starting to really test is that what the audience wants where do we take it you know so all of those things are, are something that we are sort of look, looking at um uh, but thinking that tv is gonna die this year i think would be folly and i don't think it will not at all um i want to sort of end on talking about something that i'm also really passionate about and i think plays into all of this which is sort of um how legacy organizations are dealing with diversity um whatever that diversity is and i think a lot of focus has been put on gender and, you know, 
I mean, rightly so, because uh, women have on the whole been underrepresented in media in, in various ways, both in terms of journalism and also in terms of leadership, um, which is actually interesting because most of the time more women come into the industry at entry level and then fall out. But I think that the focus is now shifting towards, you know, class uh, to um, uh, ethnic diversity and not just sort of thinking about it. And this is the sort of uh, another journey that I've been on recently is that, you know, we've been in the world of quotas and counting and, and you know, putting people in. But we haven't sort of thought about what is the culture that we're putting these people into. You know, are we putting them into a culture that is, you know, not by design or 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 their fault, sort of hostile to um, diverse audiences, but just by its very nature, because that's what it's always been like, and, and people might not sort of quite understand or, or, or deal with that. So I think that um, as, as an industry, um, that is a, a very important aspect for us to think about. And, you know, I can certainly give a lot of stories about what it has felt like being a woman uh, sort of rising up, up through the, the rank, and I'm sure that, you know, there are others who would give, um, you know, can give similar uh, uh, stories from where they sit. But I do think that, you know, diversity has become a critical business case in order for us to understand our audience, you know, in order for us to do journalism that resonates beyond a, a certain strata. Um, and also for me, from an international perspective, um, if you if you lock it down to white people sitting in London talking about Asia or Africa or anything, you're just never going to have the credibility that you need. Um, and I think that that's a, a really important aspect of what we're trying to do. Um, and I think that um, I'll leave it there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, have I, I've spoken for a long time now, so I'm very happy to take <laughs> any questions or, or any conversations that anyone wants to have. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.